Thanks for joining us this Tuesday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. And the title of our message is called The God Who Sees. It's found in Psalms 139, verses 1 through 14. And I'll begin reading. It says, O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my comings and goings and lying down. You are familiar with all of my ways. Before the word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in behind and before me. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me to understand or to obtain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I go to make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the dawn, wings of the dawn, if I settle on a far-off sea, even your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light becomes night all around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I know that full well. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for this message, the God who sees. Lord, we ask you give me words and wisdom as I bring forth this message from Psalms 139. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So let's take a look at this. I want to share a story and it will go along with what we're going to read today. There was a young boy and his father was a coal miner. And he was standing at the gate, the entrance to the mine. And he was waiting one evening for his father. He waited patiently for his father to come out of the mine. He waited for him to appear among the many miners who were homeward bound after a long shift of working underground. There was an elderly man standing nearby and he walked over to the young boy and he asked the boy, he says, what are you doing here? The young boy replied, I'm waiting for my father. So the elderly man scratched his head and, and he says, but you won't be able to recognize him among the many men coming out of the mine. They're all wearing the same helmets and all have the same black faces from the coal dust. The elderly man said to the boy, you better just run along home. And the young boy replied, no, you see, my father knows me. What a story. What a fitting reply the young man gave this elderly man. I, I believe it took him by surprise. The young boy may not have been able to identify his father among the many miners, but we see that the young boy did not doubt his father's love for him. It was simply not possible that he would be overlooked. In Psalms 139 verses 1 through 14, we see here God sees and knows everything, our Heavenly Father. 
God knows and he hears everything. God knows all about us. God knows who we are. God knows when we get up in the morning, when we come and go, when we lay our head down at night. God knows what we say. God knows how we act, our behavior, our language, even our responses to everyday life situations. God is our protector. He's our provider in verse 5. He hems us in from behind and before us. Means God gives us a hedge of protection. He covers the front and the back. You think of people in times of battle. It was always good to protect the front, but you also had to have protection from the back side in case they come around and flank you uh, in battle. But God covers all of that. God is our protector. He's our provider. He lays his hand upon us. You know, sometimes I've heard people say, God can bless the church, put his hand on the church, and the church will grow and be blessed. And there are times that God takes his hand off when people start doing things their own way or start drifting away. He doesn't leave us or forsake us. But sometimes we... we are the product of our own actions when we disobey God. But it tells us there, he, he lays his hand upon us. We have that promise. God blesses us. He sustains us. The psalmist tells us that to understand God and his knowledge, it's too wonderful, too lofty for us to attain or understand. And, you know, sometimes people are are like that. They say, well, you know, I can't understand or fathom who God is. But that's not an excuse not to know him because it's so simple. It's so simple, the message. But the writer's telling us we can't know everything about God. You know, for our human understanding to dictate everything about God, the one, two, three, four, the ABCs, you know, it, it's too wonderful. But each day we learn more about our Heavenly Father. The psalmist will go on in the text to explain to us that God is ever-present. He's ever-present in our world today. He's ever-present in your life and my life. We look at verse 7, 8, and 9. Verse 7 tells us, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? God is there. You know, we can hide underneath of the bed, but God will still be there, God's presence. We can hide in the closet, or we can go to a far-off country, but God is still ever-present. We can't flee from him. It says, if I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. So God is telling us, he is there, he's ever-present. Says, if I rise on the wings of the dawn, meaning getting up in the morning, if I settle on a far off sea, like I just mentioned, even there your hand will guide me and your right hand will hold me fast. God will protect us. It's very amazing what God does. You know, it's, uh, I don't understand why people don't accept him and believe and have faith. Even when the storms of life come, God is still there. You know, we have a saying in America that we say, 
we don't always see the light at the end of the tunnel. Or sometimes we say we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but we need to make sure that it's not a freight train coming that way. Sounds kind of contradictory, but as Christians, it's not going to be a freight train. It's going to be God showing us he's testing sometimes our faith. Sometimes he's showing us how to lean upon him. You know, I think when I have back pain sometimes and it puts me flat, you know, and it makes it hard to walk. I've never asked God, I've asked him why, but then I've learned to accept and, and, and say, okay, God, you're trying to get my attention. You know, I look at it that way. Some people might not, but I look at it as sometimes God's waking me up or giving me a wake-up call or he wants my attention for one thing or another. And sometimes we just have to be flat out. Sometimes we just have to stand still and listen to God. In verse 10, it says, God is always there to lead us, to guide us. No matter what situation in life you're facing that may befall us, God is ever-present. God doesn't say, okay, you got yourself in this situation, I'm just going to leave you go. God is always there. He's there to uphold us, as the psalmist wrote. He's there to protect us. He's there to provide for us. I could tell you many stories of how God provided for myself over the years growing up and how he provided for my, my family as we've pastored in ministry. You know, it's not about huge possessions, but it's about what God gives us to get the, to get the job done, to do ministry. God provides. He doesn't always give us our wants, but he will provide what we need to get the ministry done. Like I said, he's there to uphold us, to protect us, to provide for us according to his will for our life. You know, sometimes we look at uh, other people and we say, well, why does God bless them this way? Or why does God bless them that way? But I believe each one of us is fearfully and wonderfully made, as the, the scripture tells us. And I believe God has a plan for each and every one of our lives. So what is for one person may not always be for another. Some people may go through situations and others may not. But as long as we live in this world, we have the promises of God that he will protect us. He will provide for us. He will uphold us. Verse 11 and 12 speaks about the darkness and the light. You know, when we think about this, we think about uh, as Christians, we say, oh, we don't like when the dark days come. I think when you have a beautiful sunny day and then when the dark clouds of storm come in, those storms of life come in, you know, we, we're, we sometimes are willing to complain. But then it begins to rain and that rain waters the plants. I think of the disciples when they were on the Sea of Galilee, you know, Jesus was with them. And he lay down and he slept in the boat and a great storm arose on the Sea of Galilee and the disciples were afraid. They were, they were scared. I think I would be afraid too. I don't like being on the sea, especially if it's rough. Uh, I get seasick. 
But I think about that. And what did they do? They woke up Jesus and said, you know, don't you care? We're going to drown. And Jesus just stood up and he spoke and the winds and the waves calmed down. The storm just became calm. The disciples were in an amazement. And, you know, sometimes we go through the storms of life. The darkness and the light as Christians, we will have dark days. We have, will have cloudy days, in a sense, overcast skies. It's a part of the reality of life. Some of those situations can be of our own hand. Some of them are there to test us. Some are there to, to strengthen our faith. Even when we're going through a time of testing. However, we have the promise of God that, that the night or the darkness will shine like the day. You know, as Christians, you know, we don't have to uh, always be uh, full of joy and happiness. We should be, but we don't always. And we have those days when we're down, when we're frustrated, depressed, sometimes even angry. Those can be dark days. But God is there and he tells us that even through that, we can still have light. We still have hope. We still have hope in Christ and God today. Our world is faced with dark days today. But the scripture tells us for, for to God, darkness is as light. So for Christians, no matter what we go through, we know the light is always there. You know, I told someone once, they said, oh, it's such a dreary day. It's so, you know, the sun, sun's not out and all that. But I said, above the clouds, the sun is always shining. It's amazing. It, it's never, it's never went out. It's still shining. It's shining someplace, someplace in the world. It's never completely dark. But our world is faced with dark days. We think of the wars. We think of famine. We think of all the violence going on in the world. But you know, God is still ever present. You know, sin is in the world, but God is ever present in the world also. We just have to realize that. Verse 13 tells us God is the creator. He created all things. He formed us in our mother's womb. Verse 13. Sometimes we take it for granted. But the writer tells us we are to praise God because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. It's amazing when you think of childbirth and you see this newborn baby coming into the world. You know, it, 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 it brought tears to my eyes when my son was born. You know, this, this uh, fearfully and wonderfully made child. Now he's a teenager, and you know, you look back and you say, wow, how time has flown. So let's get back to the conversation of the, of the young man, between the young boy and the elderly man. The boy was waiting for his father. We too are waiting for our father, our heavenly father. We wait for the day that we will meet him face to face. But we, as Christians, are able to pray to God. We're able to worship God. We are able to experience God. 
but one day we will meet him face to face. What a day that shall be when my Jesus I shall see, when I look upon his face, the one who saves me by his grace. He will take me by the hand and lead me to the promised land. What a day, glorious day that will be. That's our hope as Christians today. We will meet our Heavenly Father, the Father God who created the heavens and the earth and every living thing, who created the solar systems that we are studying uh, in science. And, you know, we, we learn something new every day. But God set everything into motion. We have this hope in a living God, a God who sees, a God who knows. When we are saved, we are adopted into the family of God. God tells us that he's our great shepherd today. The 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He will lead us unto righteousness. He will bring us from the valley of the shadow of death. He will redeem us from the darkness, from sin. What sin did to separate us? Jesus made a way for redemption, to be restored in right relationship with God. So today, are you waiting for your Heavenly Father? Does He know you? Does He know us? If not, you can know Him. He knows who you are. It takes simple faith to confess to God, to be forgiven of God, and to walk with God. All He asks us to do is to confess to believe, to pray, to walk with him, to fellowship with believers. All of that is key. To read his word, we can learn about our Heavenly Father, this Father that is sometimes we don't always understand. But one day when we meet him face to face, it won't matter anymore. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you that you gave us this message this morning. We have a God who knows and hears everything. We have a God who knows all about us. We have a God who knows who we are as individuals. We have a God who knows when we get up in the morning and when we go about our day or when we lay down our head at night. We have a God who knows what we say how we act, how we behave, what we do, how we respond. Lord, we live in a world today where situations sometimes can come up at a moment's notice. But we thank you that we have a great shepherd that will walk with us. We thank you that we have a God that is our protector. We thank you that you are a God that provides. We have... Thank you that you are a God that goes before us and is behind us. We have a God that can lay his hand upon us. He can bless us. He can sustain us today. That is my prayer and my hope 
that somehow, some way, someone will hear this message and they will take simple faith and believe, confess, believe, and be forgiven of God today. And they will walk with God. So, Lord, if someone doesn't know them, know you as their personal Savior, we ask your blessing upon them. We pray that someone will come across their path. Someone will say a word of hope. Just like this story of the elderly man and the young boy. We are reminded as we wait for the day that we will meet you as our Heavenly Father, that you know who we are. You recognize who we are. We are your creation. Amen, amen. So thank you for joining us on this Tuesday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. And we look forward to joining you on Wednesday with a new message of hope and encouragement. God bless and have a great day.